Welcome to the HMO Success Podcast. My name's Wendy, and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. Hi, this is Wendy from HMO Success, and welcome to HMO Success Podcast, episode 33. And today we're going to be talking about how to communicate effectively with your tenants. So let's say you have a group of tenants in an HMO, which you may be managing. Now, obviously, if you've got a managing agent, the agent will be communicating directly with the tenants on your behalf. And ideally, you shouldn't really be involved at all. You shouldn't know the tenants. You shouldn't have anything to do with the tenants. But from time to time, as investors, as landlords, we do have to get involved with our tenants. And so today I want to share with you some of the tips that I've gleaned from my time uh, over the last few years working in HMOs, developing a large HMO portfolio and helping you if you are struggling with some of the communication that needs to be done with tenants. Now, some of the most common tenant queries that uh, we get into the business are to do with questions about their tenancy, uh, sometimes complaints about the other tenants, um, questions about how things work in the property. Sometimes it's to do with maintenance reports and repairs that need to be done. And uh, then sometimes at the end of the tenancy, it's obviously to give notice to move out of the HMO. So you can almost split these different areas of queries or questions or concerns into different sections, into different buckets. And it might be that you might decide that actually the way that you deal with each of these is going to be a little bit different depending on the nature of the need for the communication. Now, when we first take a tenant on, when when, we're first, when a tenant first moves into one of our HMOs, um, one of the things that we're really keen on doing is making sure that we give them an induction. Now, although it might sound very formal, um, it's not like a work induction, but it just helps them to kind of settle in. Remember, this is going to be their home for the next six months, so it's really worth you explaining to them how everything works, where everything is, what they need to do in the case of an emergency, who they need to phone, where the phone number is, etc. Now, a lot of that information might be in a folder in your kitchen, it might be on an online folder, it might be on your notice board. There'll probably be lots of different places within the HMO where the tenant can go and get that information. But you know, there's something about somebody else explaining it to you in a personable and friendly way that just makes you feel more at home. And one of the the taglines that we always try and uh, adhere to is to say, just like a hotel, only it's home. In other words, we try and make our HMOs to be beautiful, well-run, well-maintained, but actually for you to feel, if you live there, that this is your home. So when a tenant moves in, first of all, we have this induction plan and that covers all the practical aspects of living in the HMO, how to find instruction manuals, for example, if they need to you know, find out how the washing machine works, um, how to report a maintenance problem how to um, you know, get on with the other tenants and we try and uh, introduce them to the other tenants when they're there. Now, following that induction process, for many tenants, we never hear from them again until it's time for them to leave. They're quiet, they keep themselves to themselves, they're no trouble, they pay their rent on time. Happy days, the perfect tenant. But of course, Quite often in the six months or the year or two years or five years, I think our longest tenancy has been five and a half years. But in all that time, you will probably find at some point or other, you will have to have some communication with the tenant. So what should that be and how can you make it as little work as possible? And how can you outsource this so that you don't have to do it? 
Well, one of the first things I would say is it's really helpful to be proactive in your communication with tenants. So you could use something like MailChimp or a CRM system to set up your tenants on those systems and then send them a regular monthly email, like like a monthly newsletter. It doesn't have to be um, personalized to their HMO. If you've got a number of HMOs that you're managing, it could be uh, to the whole, you know, to to all of the the tenants that you look after. Now, the good thing is with a lot of CRM systems, you can personalize them. You can add in um, a little tag which goes to that person and it says, hello, dear John or, you know, hello, Susie. So it does feel like it's personal. But it's really about giving proactive communication, advice, support, help, uh, guidance to tenants. And what we found is by being fairly rigorous and regular about that every month, it really helps tenants to feel like, you know, they're part of something a bit bigger. They might be living in a five bed HMO, but you have a portfolio of however many houses, however many rooms. Now, this is great because what it means is you start to develop a little bit of a brand. And the point is that when you have a tenant who might not be happy in one particular room, sometimes we have found that we can move them to a different room in a different house. And then they are great. They're happy and they're happy to stay. Even if you only have one HMO, I still think this is a good habit to get into because tenants like to feel that they are valuable. After all, they're buying a service from you every single month. And that's worth something, isn't it? So I think proactive communication is the first one to really, you know, put into your your business routine, your business rhythm every month. Now, what will you be communicating with them about? Well, what we found really helps is some of our policies. So, for example, what happens if you lose your key, which does happen more frequently than I would like? What do you do if the hot water stops working? What should you do if there's no heating? These are all questions which bother tenants and some of them, perhaps a little bit lazy or they're trying to take shortcuts, will simply phone the office and report in. That's fine, but of course it takes somebody to pick up the phone, to answer the phone. And if you have a better system that is a bit more hands-free, it means that that will not happen and you can train the tenants to follow your procedures. So one of the procedures we have is we have an online form that if the tenant has lost their key or there's a repair or a maintenance job that needs doing, they simply fill out the online form. We take enough details from that and it reports into the office. And then the very next day, our operations manager picks it up and can uh, outsource that job to whoever's the most appropriate person to deal with it. Now, obviously, if it's a key that goes missing, that is an urgent situation because somebody won't be able to get into their room. So if somebody's key goes missing, then we have a very simple system. We have a key lock box at the front of the house, and this has a copy of the key in it, and this allows them to get into that box, get into their room, and then find their key. If they have lost their key permanently, we charge them for it because obviously it costs us to get that key cut, to get it taken over to them, etc., etc. So charging for that key is something that we put in our tenancy agreement. Um, And actually, it really works as a deterrent. Many tenants, when they read that, keep good hold of their keys. So it does work long term. The other thing that you can communicate with to your tenants is changes or updates or news. So do you have a room that's empty and maybe you're struggling to fill it? It could be that one of your tenants would be very happy to refer somebody. But if they don't know that you have a referral policy, if they don't know that you offer them £20 or £50 or whatever it is for giving them uh, an active referral, then they won't know to do it. 
And because tenants do tend to change from month to month, year to year, you might have thought, oh, I've already told my tenants this, but maybe that one tenant has forgotten. So reminding them, telling them regularly about your referral policy is a very effective way of backfilling some of the rooms which maybe you've actually struggled to fill in the past. Now, I've had lots of discussions with people about WhatsApp groups. Sometimes they can be very effective if you set up a WhatsApp group for the whole of your HMO. But at other times it can take over your life and you suddenly wake up in the morning, you've got 4,000 WhatsApp messages just from one group. And this is the danger of setting up a WhatsApp group for your particular HMO. You have to make sure you take out any tenants who've left, put in new tenants, and it can be a bit of a nightmare to manage. So what we say is if the tenants want to have their own WhatsApp group, that's absolutely fine. They can set one up for the house themselves. But we as the property owners or the managers are not going to be involved in that WhatsApp group. Now, by the way, I'm not saying you shouldn't have one. If you want to set up your own WhatsApp group and do it that way, that's absolutely fine. This is just what we find works best for us. Telephone calls. So I think you can tell from what I've said already, I'm not really um, in favour of uh, giving lots of access to the telephone for tenants because it takes a lot of time, it takes a person to man the phones, and it's not always the most efficient use of your time or their time. So I would suggest that you use a telephone answering service where you can help your tenants by having a system that answers the call to them. Uh, Your number will be forwarded to the telephone answering service and the telephone answering service can act as if they are part of your team, that they're part of your, your office, but actually they're picking up the phone call. They will then have a series of actions to take following the the taking of the phone call by the client, by the tenant. And it might be something like, oh, they want to report a maintenance uh, issue or repair. Uh, They've got a problem of some other kind in the HMO. Um, Maybe they want to pay their rent early. Wow, that would be a great one. Um, Or maybe there's something else that they want to talk to you about. So having a telephone answering service saves you loads of time um, because it means you can then reply to those messages in your own time. You can reply to them in the evening or the next day, as long as they are not urgent, obviously. I think building up a good, positive, professional relationship with your tenants is always something which requires a bit of push and pull. Now, what I mean by that is it requires you to be flexible, to communicate, to give a good service. But on the other hand, you've also got to set your own boundaries. It's so easy to fall into that trap of feeling that if you don't respond to everything straight away, that your tenants are going to up and leave. And that's really not the case. I think if you're professional, if you set some of these support services up, so a telephone answering system, a proactive communication method, a way that tenants can contact you even out of hours, all of these things will help to make sure that you maintain really good relationships with your tenants. They'll still live in your HMO, pay your rent, be very happy there. Um, But it will also mean that you can have a life and when we got to about uh, 50 rooms this is the time when I was still managing all of the rooms and all the properties myself and I realized that I had created a job and I thought to myself hold on a minute (laughs) I didn't do this to have another job I did this because I wanted to get out of my job so I come out of my paid job um, as a lecturer at the university and now I was working as really uh, you know chief cook, maid and bottle washer for my HMO business. 
And I realised that that just could not carry on. So we then started to recruit staff who could help me in the business and systemise the business. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. So I'll talk about systems on another podcast. But today was to help you think about your communication types, the methods that you use, the buckets of information that you need from your tenants and that you need to give to your tenants. And I hope this will help you to become more systemized, more rigorous and uh, to save you lots and lots of time and of course make you lots of money. Thanks very much for listening and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast. If you'd like to know more about how you can create a profitable HMO business, please visit our website, hmosuccess.co.uk, to find out more. We have plenty of free tools and information for you there, and also on our Facebook group, The Ultimate HMO Success System. We look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks for listening.